and welcome to Intermeets, the podcast hosted by me, Curtis Hinton. On each episode, I'm joined by different people from the worlds of business, TV, film, music and beyond, talking all things from life to career and what exciting things they've got to come. Joining me on this week's episode is the co-founder of Men's Mental Health and Wellbeing App, Tether. Today's guest has experienced some truly traumatic times, suffering of PTSD and compound grief. Not only has he managed to survive, but he is now thriving and he's helping others to do the same. Alongside Tether, he spends his time advocating for men to invest in themselves. He co-produced the award-winning short film, The Great Artist, and he is writing his new book. Please welcome to the podcast, Addison Brazil. Addison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's great to have you on board. It's uh, um, your story. Our listeners, it's, it, it's, I don't know if you can humbly say that. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the founder of the uh, of Tether. Explain to us Tether is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Holly, a, a co-founder of Tether, definitely a team effort. Um, and I by the original founder Matt Zerker to come on board um, at a time where I was where I was really struggling. So Tether is a men's mental health and emotional fitness app um, and we focus on helping men have 24 7 access to support and bring purpose and meaning into their lives um, and it was founded in late of 2019 and the app came out in 2020 and we've sort of been building and iterating iterating and listening to men ever since trying to figure out uh, how we can really serve them and also um, how we can bring down uh, the suicide rates that affect males today, uh, which I believe to date is around 75 to 80% of suicides are men. Um, and as you know, from, from my story, um, that's um, something that I, I really feel called to respond to after losing my own father from suicide. So you're, like you said, your father's suicide um, was something that kind of inspired you to that. With with men and, and mental health, it, it, like you say, it's become a huge um, a huge topic that people are now willing to start talking about. There's more and more charity stations identified to this. It clearly is something we're all recognising now. So, Ted, what kind of is the difference? And uh, maybe just mental health podcast or or speaking to a Samaritans over the phone. What can Tether bring in a little bit of of depression? Um. Above all else, um, kind of coming into our origin story with Tether, um, Matt and I were sort of the beta relationship of Tether. And the way that was born is uh, Matt was was grieving and his lifelong mental health struggles had really come to a head. And uh, at a, as a last ditch effort, he was he was doing all the things, going to therapy, trying, you know, holistic treatments, just trying to really do anything to feel good. And, and he didn't know, but at the same time, I was recovering from a, a fatal accident that killed one of my friends and um, grieving quite heavily and, and was doing the same, um, just everything I could to kind of be here. And, and even with the professional help, uh, both experiencing such intense isolation, uh, feeling like we were the only ones. And, and Matt, as a last ditch effort kind of reached out on on Facebook and and he made this uh, post about what he was going through and uh, we hadn't talked since high school 10 to 15 years earlier and I just when I saw the post I just went oh he gets it and so I, I reached out um, 
And I said, you know, if you really want to talk, like, you know, I know this is kind of weird, but I'm here. And, um, and he did. And uh, I call it the Matt moment, but Matt, Matt admitted to me on that call that he was in this really weird place. I mean, and Matt was a, you know, lucrative hedge fund manager, owned his own home. Like he, he did everything right, you know, quote unquote, right. And uh, to be, to be happy and successful. And uh, he just, he just wasn't feeling that way. And he admitted on that phone call that he didn't want to live and he didn't want to die. And um, it really resonated with me. It still gives me kind of goosebumps because it was the first time a man who, you know, this wasn't with years of priming or, you know, that he was willing to be vulnerable and, and admit that to me on that first call. And it's something that I was he didn't know at the time, but that I was deeply, deeply feeling um, as yeah. I sort of was struggling through a suicidal depression myself. So all that to say, the, the real power behind Tether is Matt and I, you know, going through these things and then going, okay, so how do we approach this? Um, we could become coaches, we could become doctors, we could, you know, become advocates, speakers, like, you know, how can we go back for the others now that we've kind of found each other and started to find our way through? And um, Matt was very interested in building the community that he never had. Uh, and I, after surviving my own kind of bout of suicidal depression, um, realized that the only reason I was alive was because of community. Um, and so we met at this really cool cross section uh, when we really started to build the community and the brand of Tether. And so what we set out to do was just really enable the, the at the peer support level and take what what men can do for themselves and for each other when it comes to emotional fitness and support to the absolute limit of what's possible so not doing anything that a professional should be doing not doing crisis services but really learning what it means to be there before during and after whatever professional services are going to be used and having community around that and it's it's evolved into what's called the tether pods, which is basically group programming where um, guys are matched with five to six other men and they're expert led by a coach through these programs that really, really allow them to form a, a community connection to other men, work on their emotional fitness and, and have a level of accountability in their lives that they really, um, that they really find that serves them and they can show up two week after week and, and kind of really harness the power of, flipping shame into guilt and, and showing back up and, and, and um, being a part of, of that circle. So you've got the emotional based fitness platform, which is an app, which is on both um, app stores. And then um, the sort of next level of that is joining the Tether Pods program um, where you do this group programming. So going back a little bit to you said, obviously when he gave you the call, he kind of just unloaded everything onto, onto you and he didn't know you felt that way. You feeling that way, did was there any kind of moment where you felt, okay, I'm not the only one going through this here. I, I'm not on my own. Because a lot of the time you can feel quite alone. Yeah, absolutely. And and I was in I was in quite a place of struggle. I was recovering physically and emotionally. And then on top of it, um, I'm not sure at the top, shared that I'd also lost to cancer and then I was the one suicide I was dealing with very um and compare three comparative grief processes um coming to head with physical pain that just was going off inside of me and um I, I don't know I can't speak 
if because he was aware that I had been through all that, that he was sort of, well, how, like coming to me, like, how do you do it? And it was yeah. this, this thing where, that really forced me to realize personally in that call, like one, that I am absolutely not alone. And it, and the way that I felt was not derivative of just my extreme circumstances. Um, like I said, like from the outside and from the old way of thinking, like Matt did everything right, you know, and he was quote unquote successful and, you know, followed the plan and, and, and still found himself in the exact same position that I did. And, um, and he didn't have to have those three sort of extreme traumas and losses of people. Um, so it, it really, really, really made me feel normal um, to hear him say that because I, I could never really get a baseline for how I should and shouldn't feel because to be yeah. honest, I don't know anybody else who's lost their brother, their father and their friend and, and actually been present for the deaths or soon after in that sense. Um, you know, there's, if you look at my life, like a movie, there's, there's this weird thing where I'm just to the left of what's happened every time. And, and there's a really weird complexity to dealing with that. Cause on one hand, you know, I get to be here and, and make a difference and show back up. Um, and on the other hand, I, I'm dealing with the absolute closest proximity to loss um, of anyone I know, at least um, in a compounded way. So to hear other men, Matt being the first one really, and then that continuing on as we built Tether up to 9,000 men worldwide, um, you know, to hear men continue to say that just, it really normalizes everything for me. And, and um, it's, it's really inspiring because it's, it allows me to step out of my personal experiences and realize that there's really this common men's mental health crisis that's, that's as Matt says, hiding in plain sight. Um, and we're right at the forefront of getting to, um, to be a part of that on the peer level. And that's it. I mean, every every man who's kind of experiencing it have, has got their own story. Obviously, yours is a very uh, extreme and traumatic circumstances that you've gone through. And like you said, that you've been so close to not not seen from afar. You've almost been involved in in, in some way or form. Mm -hmm. And whereas others, it, it's it's just life itself. Like the modern the modern lifestyle is very different to what it was 30, 40 years ago. Like my parents, my grandparents, they had a very different lifestyle. And, and it'll be the same for you. And the pressures now on younger people, are they higher than they were 40, 50 years ago? And that's potentially also why we're seeing a huge young suicide rate as well in, in, in men and um, around, obviously around the edges of about 18 to 35. It, it's quite a, um, the, the numbers are rising. Um, when it comes to the app, what was your history? What was your experience in kind of the, the tech industry? Was it something you were completely new to or, or was it something that you kind of always were dabbling in and um, it's kind of, it just went hand in hand with two things you, you wanted to, you, you loved and enjoyed and wanted to cover? Um, tech specifically, this really brought me into that world um, outside of just like a vested interest in like also a, a very large interest in, in technology's role in well-being and mental health as I explored, you know, different options for myself. You know, at different times I had downloaded, you know, the meditation apps or tapping apps or a therapy app just to see what's possible, um, a chronic pain app. And so I had sort of really developed a, a true understanding of what's accessible and available. Um, and in, in that age range myself, 18 to 35, we are the first generation, like you said, where 
is there's so much accessible that's not serving us. There's so much yeah. accessible that is actually designed to make us feel addicted and trigger something in us that we continue to go back and back and whether that's scrolling or clicking or viewing or, you know, and, and as men def, dealing with the accessibility as well of pornography for the first time in the earth's history, like there's just, there's so much that's there at your fingertips that for you to choose over something that would, you know, contribute to your well-being. And I've, and I've definitely been, you know, at the brunt of that, of, of making yeah. those decisions every time I pick up my phone and, you know, actually my, one of my coaches used to always say is what you're doing, bringing you closer to or further away. Um, and so I made that my background because every time I pick up my phone, that's a choice, you know, and, and what I do is going to change what happens. And so I, I definitely was very interested and passionate about becoming a part of that choice being easier because going through it myself, there really wasn't a lot out there. And like I said, there was a lot available at that self-guided level, but that still can be very isolated. At one point I had a, a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a coach, I was using apps. I was going to Reiki and body work and, you know, everything you can imagine, but I was yeah. doing all of it alone. And it wasn't until I started work, like joining men's groups where there was just this, this extra part of it, this release and this ease around my experience that that came through. So yeah, to answer your question, um, tech being being 2020 uh, obviously was the best way for us to approach um, the issue. And, and, and I'm really grateful that, you know, the app was was invented in, and in the works before COVID, but obviously it gave men a way to connect at a time where you can't even leave your house at some points or, or travel at all. And now these friends um, have formed around yeah. the, the world during this time. But yeah, I really came to it from a point, like I, I'm a weird one. My my resume is very experiential. I've done a lot of cool things, whether it's in Los Angeles or Toronto, like in entertainment and in, in production, uh, a lot of consulting for companies and helping other people build their brands and making sure that they're doing it consciously. But this, I would never think that I would be the COO of a, of a tech company, like if you had told <laughs> me that. But when you look at what Tether is and what it stands for and sort of my skill set, it was just such a natural progression that quite honestly, I, I just wanted to champion what Matt was doing and an hour became a day, became a week and I became a co-founder and, and the rest is history. But um, yeah, it, I, I was on a huge learning curve, but I love learning. Um, you know, there's, there's certain acronyms we use now, like in tech and in meetings that I remember the very first time I heard, I Googled, you know, <laughs> and I love that, that, you know, it's like that, that, that I was passionate about it, just like that stuff yeah. was just the learning. And we had we had two technical founders at the beginning, which like gracefully guided us through that part of it and and really took care of the product. And we're sort of like, you know, Gotham silent heroes where we got to be Batman and Robin, like in the forefront doing like speaking and like all this stuff. But really like, if you know anything about tech, you know, it's it's those silent heroes, the product and the, the tech side of things that really make it possible for the, for the men to connect in that way. So, um, yeah, just some you adventure I, I agreed to. <laughs> it's, it would like to say, it's that learning side of things. And I suppose as well, it's, you, you never really probably get through what, what any experience you have. It's just you learn to cope with them in, in, in different ways. So I imagine when you did this, you a lot of personal experience was drawn upon for you in terms of, okay, well, I would have found this helpful. I would have found that helpful. But it also at the same time, it's kind of taking your mind off 
of maybe your previous coping mechanisms, maybe 36, 12, 48 months ago to, to wait to what they are now, because you know that you were there, you felt so alone. And now you've got, not only have you got a huge group of people um, you've brought together, but you've brought them together for themselves as well. They've got that kind of connection there. And there's different, I mean, like, like I said, it's a very different way of coping now for you yeah. if you're using this app. Yeah, absolutely. And and just knowing that it exists because I was constantly looking for, you know, I'm a writer as well. And I, I'm working on my first book about what I've been through and sort of, you know, an unofficial resilience guide or manifesto to, you know, what I've been through and showing back up. And the one thing that keeps coming up through Tether and through the writing is that my biggest mistake, if I could like help anybody sort of go forward a lot quicker is don't try to fix your grief or your mental health. Like it's not something you fix. It's something you honor. And it's something I say almost like every day, because even when you're building the technology around it, or when you're peer supporting somebody else or being supported, it's very important to remember, this is not something we're going to fix today. This is something we're going to honor today. And your relationship with whatever you're struggling with is going to be completely different tomorrow. And then we're going to honor that. And so to develop tools, in relationships that like, you know, one thing I always like to say is, is Tether's like a team for life, you know, and every guy that I talk to, we've done hundreds of interviews and, and every guy that I talk to seems to have this thing. I don't know if it's from when we were kids or, or what, but everybody either was on the team that like went blindly for the championships, you know, and like, (laughs) you know, had that journey or they wanted to be on that team. And Tether's, Tether's a team that you don't, you know, you don't age out of, you don't, it's not based on like physical skill set. It's not just for one group of people, you know, it's a team for life. Like, you know, and it's not meant to be a quick fix because I mean, anybody who's selling you a quick fix for mental health, um, I would just take a second look. That's all I'll say about that. Yes. You know, I know a decade later that my only peace and freedom comes from understanding that it's something I'm going to honor every day and in the stopping trying to fix it and having community around that is where I've been the most peaceful which is actually in accepting you know what it is which is not what I expected I really tried to fix it let me tell you or distract from it for a long time so you know you get to this place where Matt and I kind of always joke where from a mental health perspective you get too smart to be dumb and to fall into your old traps or to believe your limited beliefs because you're just living and breathing this culture that's so much more than that, like every day. So it's like, it's it's very inspiring, like, you know, at, at any level of, of a mental health journey to kind of see the guys who are just coming into the community, but then also like the growth of the guys who over the last year, I mean, it's just been, it's been really incredible. Yeah, I mean, you found you've got uh, Tether been covered in some quite large magazines like New York Times, uh, mm-hmm. Times Healthline, TMZ, Fox News and that sort of stuff. I suppose as good as it is for them to be covering the story of, of your brand and your brand to get in the exposure, it's more the other way for you. It's like, OK, well, people are using us now. People are finding us. People have another alternative. It, it's like that they're getting more they rewards rather than you in kind of yeah. finding that. Yeah. And to be honest, like. And you can you could Google. I mean, these things happened to me over the span of ten years, and I've never really talked about them. And 
as someone who is like in a position of, of writing and creating like in Hollywood to be sitting on this like HBO style story of all the things that I've been through <laughs> and never, you know, say to an executive producer, or, you know, like, I, I think I have something here and it's based on a true story, which is like the four, you know, words you, everybody's like, oh, when they want to watch something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it, it was uncomfortable, but, it, but like the more that I do those things and I get the opportunity, I'm so grateful for like everybody who's been willing to listen, you know, including yourself and, and give us the chance to talk about it. But it's, it's just one of those things where every time I share my story, like that original call with Matt, um, something is just born out of it that's kind of bigger than me. Um, you know, and it's surprising in, in totally different ways. I mean, like, I don't know how the universe created it. It was such by chance that I was on the closing of TMZ on New Year's Eve of last year, like literally Justin Bieber and I were on the front page of TMZ and I'm like, what's happening? Like, I'm just talking <laughs> about mental health and, you know, but it was like, someone got sick the night before when I was on Fox News. So Harvey Levin, who's the head of TMZ, was stepping in and and then he was moved by it. And so that's the thing is like every time we share our story, like something happens. And like I always say this, like, you know, on social media and stuff, but like magic does exist. And and even in my story, like it's honoring the journey. It's 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 you know so much grief and so much resilience training and but there's so much gratitude and magic mixed in there that that's the reason that I'm here. Um, that like, I just, I just, it's, it's never had a negative effect me being truly honest about what I've been through and, and how it continues to be, you know, a daily struggle that I honor and, and something magical happens. I mean, like, you know, and of course, like when I do the bigger things, like, you know, Fox, TMZ, New York Times, like we're seeing hundreds of and thousands of men flooding into finding a tool that that their first response is, how did I not know this existed? You know, yeah. um, it didn't a year ago, but now it does. So it's it's like the the way we approach it just really shifts every day. And, and really so much of it is just listening to the men uh, and not trying to form tools and, and options for them, uh, but doing interviews, talking to the men. I mean, Matt's incredible at that. He's over a thousand hours of just listening to men around the world who have downloaded the app on, you know, what, what they really need and what they want. And, and we bring that into every decision we make from a brand and impact perspective, which is everything like I oversee. And when you're a startup, brand and impact touches every, every, every part of everything. So I, I really get to be a part of um, every working part of, of uh, the app and the company, which is really cool. Yeah, it's good because you get the understanding of how it all works. Okay, so if someone's listening to this, um, they're thinking about downloading Tether. Obviously, I need to say that I, myself or yourself, we're not any mental health professionals. It's nope. kind of you've done it from your experience. So if someone is listening to this, um, what what would you kind of say to them to kind of not, not force more and sort of want or interest for close other guys um just to to actually like because you can also just observe and learn from what other people are sharing and then also one of the things i do um is consciously curate content that will actually serve you every single day. So at the very least, if you're looking for, you know, a stream of podcasts and articles and videos that, you know, instead of scrolling mindlessly on Instagram, that that can actually yeah. like 
you know, serve you and help you. If there's any part of you that's wondering if, if, uh, if maybe like, you know, you're just surviving right now and there could be this sense of thriving, I, I would just download it and give it a try because it's, it's so surprising for so many men. And, um, you know, so many are coming to it now that like, it's nice to kind of actually have this conversation and not feel salesy at all, but it's, it really is something that's, that's serving other men and, and making them feel connected in a time where we're just so isolated and actually physically alone because of the pandemic in so many different places. Um, and, and what, and really, what do you have to lose? All, all I have to say is I think that every man has, from what I've learned, and I know I do, I have one moment a week where I'm completely stuck, questioning everything, imposter syndrome, like, you know, and um, don't stay stuck. Like, you know, go in and see that it's it's actually not that isolating and you're not the only one and um, and take action because, you know, there's so much great stuff that's been going on for, for men, like you said, um, in the advocacy and charitable world, but it's a lot of breaking down stigma and it's a lot of um, catchy phrases and awareness. And this is action. This is something that becomes, you know, a daily habit and, and you, you begin to work on your emotional fitness. So if you're at that point where you, you've digested things like, you know, it's okay to not be okay, you know, and now I'm at a place, I don't know about other men, but I'm at a place where it's like, okay, it's okay to not be okay, but for how long? You know, and that's yeah. something you make a personal decision about it, and then you start to build. Um, also, if uh, of therapy, and again, it's not a replacement for therapy, but it is something that's so in states, peer support is legislation has been if you're left to afford it and be able to go and tethers here when the rest of life happens and and that's that's something that um the community just prides itself on and i suppose so there's always there's always the the ability that if you have been in say your situation where you've been through it you're going to come out and you're feeling very confident you can kind of join and you, you can support others yes yes and that is that, that that's such a great thing i mean like i will say that the 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 power of peer support is when it's boundary driven and balanced where at any moment, either man can be supported or support, but we have so many men, we even have a supporter level. If, if, if this is resonating with you and you've got a support system around you and maybe this isn't the daily tool for you, if so many men that download it become a supporter for less than a cup of coffee a month and go on when they can to support other guys and just give back. Uh, it's it's part of the ecosystem and it's like such such an amazing part of the community um, and a lot of culture so we have a lot of time left but we'll touch upon you um we have Matthew Postles away on the podcast uh okay. before um and the link kick one of the uh, co-producers and the executive producer of the yeah matt's one of my my good friends and uh yeah again that was a project that came up and uh, matt heard me speaking again another time where i was sharing my story and he gave me a call and i was kind of like what's this about and he, and he told me about the project and you know um just the his mission of creating a film that really 
was um, complementary to a true yeah. mental health experience and would raise awareness and um, and not one where suicide would be dramatized, which is something I'm, of course, very sensitive to. And I know a lot of people are trigger wise um, where, you know, there was this other way of looking at things. So. So, yeah, so we did that. And I mean, it's just it's made its way through the festivals and it's it's really touched and reached a lot of people, which is which is very exciting. Um, but yeah, I got to be a part of the great artist as well. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, I mean, the way Matthew was talking about it as well, it was just, he it was, it's something that it, it kind of meant a lot. It wasn't just about making a movie and, and, and selling tickets. It was about getting that, uh, the story and the resonating with people. Uh, people can kind of watch it and, and feel okay. I, yeah, it's a very situation. visceral it's, experience. And yeah. there's so much of, of course, Matt as a creator and a mental health advocate himself, there's so much of him in it as well. Um, and so I think that, and that that's what really, you know, reads and sort of bleeds out of it, that it's it's really from an authentic place um, yeah. of, of investigating the mental health of, of that character, but then also bringing, you know, what he knew about it and, and what inspires him into the project, which is why I, I wanted to be involved for sure. And sort of just attached to anything that I can be or champion anything that I can that is that is really trying to shift the narrative because as much as things have changed, we, we do have a long way to go um, with that, with stigma, with what gets in the way of men asking for help. And um, yeah, I mean, we're all just really uncomfortable by, by the suicide statistics and, you know, it's, it's going to take a real movement to bring those down. Um, mm -hmm. So Addison, we, um, at the end of every podcast, we are coming towards the end now, uh, we like to ask our guests three questions just to get you know, to get to know you a little better. So um, these are just three random questions. So first of all, if you could just listen to three tracks for the rest of your life, three music tracks, what, what three would you choose? Okay, so I just looked at, at this right before, so I'm probably the least prepared guest. So this is going <laughs> to go back to like my groundlings days of just off the cuff. Um, one, I mean, walking in Memphis, for sure. Um, yeah. All these things that I've done, the killers, um, and ah, for my brother and dad, Radio Gaga by by Queen, uh, just very nostalgic and and personal answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you've got those three tracks now. If you could invite any three people from past or present, famous or non-famous, um, to dinner, who who would you choose? You know, I tried to be so cool with this answer, like, you know, and I think I was working in the background as we were talking about, you know, who these influential people are. And like, you know, Freddie Mercury, Robin Williams, like these people come up. But honestly, if, if you know my story, if I can have three people at dinner, my friend, my brother and my dad are the ones coming. Yeah. There's no way if you're going to offer me this genie trick. Yeah. <laughs> again then back like I have to be honest I'll pass up on anyone famous for for that for that company that's fair enough so you've got you've got your you've got your music for the evening you've got your meal you've got your you've got your guests and now you're going to settle down to watch a movie with them and this is the only movie you can watch for the rest of your life of your life what movie would you choose and you can't uh... choose the great title <laughs> no I, I, I can't go through that emotional roller coaster <laughs> You know, and I look. The Departed is my favorite movie, but again, I don't know viscerally. I want to watch that. You know, every every night for the rest of my life. Uh, maybe I'll just pick uh, Benjamin Button because I could watch it forwards and backwards, and it's a difference. <laughs> you got two different versions there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, brilliant, Addison. 
that is all we've got time for today. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast to tell us about Tether, to tell us your story. And obviously, hopefully people listen to this, even if it's just one person we help um, that jumps on there and, and finds support that they need, um, that will be something achieved. Absolutely. And I'll be sure to put it on the app so all our guys can hear it too. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Addison. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Addison for coming on the podcast. Tell us his story and, of course, introduce myself, you guys at home, introduce you to Tether. Tether is a fantastic app. Whether you feel like you can offer support or whether you feel like you need the support, make sure you give it a download, give it a try and see if it works for you. Thank you so much to all of you listening at home. Make sure you tune in again next week from 10am on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Bye for now.